Welcome back, everybody. Yes, sir. Get those flags out, baby. Woo-hoo! Love it. We all we all got a little something something on. I got the the classic little T-shirt. Nick repping the jersey, the JMO jersey, and uh, Julius with the uh, look looking like a nice crew neck. I like that. Yeah, that's a really nice sweater over there. I know it's very clean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just a little something I got from the. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I stay clean yeah. for Lions game day. Mm, As got always, to. got to dress for success, baby. Boom. Because there will be a lot of it today. Not gonna work because you never know with these damn Panthers. <laughs> um, but we do have some news-ish going on with uh, the Lions. I'm sure, as you guys know, JMO is back, baby. We have been sitting on this news for like nine-ish days now. It broke Friday, so yeah, nine days. And now we are officially going to get him to get to see him play this season two weeks earlier than we expected. Against you know a beat up Panthers team, and we're sending out a beat up Lions offense. We're missing Jameer Gibbs, and we're missing Amon Ross St. Brown. So honestly, two of our top weapons. I know Montgomery has been probably the top you know scoring weapon, but you can't count out Jameer Gibbs. He's still still a stud. So let's dive right into the JMO talk, Julius. Um, it said that he's getting twenty snaps. Over or under? Because we've been a little bit bullish on the over, but do you think they do it in the, the regular season? I, I think they do. I think they go against the convention, especially with the injury to Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, Josh Reynolds kind of nicked up. You know, we're kind of short on receivers. I mean, he got fresh legs. According to Amon Ross St. Brown and uh, Frank Ragnow, this guy looks like a deer running out on the field. He has like the freshest legs of all time. Why not use that? He's not a rookie. He's a second-year pro. This guy's been held back so much. Let him loose, especially if the game flows that way. If we got to, you know, if if Carolina is keeping it close, you know what I'm saying? I, I would say over on that 20-snap uh, count in this in this particular game. Let hmm. J-Mo go. Free J-Mo. Free J-Mo. The thing. about it is uh where their running game right they're the fourth worst team am i i feel like i'm lagging so sorry if i am but regardless uh they're the fourth worst team against running backs montgomery better run this ball 66 times today i don't want nothing else honestly this is not the game i need to see jmo have a breakout game i do want to see over snaps we i don't i mean unless we sign tom kennedy and i am not familiar with it then we're sending out leaf and Reynolds and Antoine Green and JMO. So with those four, JMO better get the most amount of targets, in my opinion, but he won't. Goff's connection with Reynolds and Leaf are is just something special, and we can't really put our finger on it. We don't know why he's not just, you know, we don't understand it because Reynolds and Leaf are not wide receiver twos, but Goff makes them look good. And honestly, the JMO thing, I know everyone wants to see it. I just think game one, we're not going to see that a ton of targets to him, a ton of snaps to him. I'll always take the under on his snaps. I always do. Like, I, And it burnt me in week one preseason when Julius was like 20, Adam was like 10, and I said zero, and he had like 50, 60, something like that. So I'm always undercutting him. I, it's it's weird with Jamison Williams. I just don't even really believe he's on our team. Like, I just I can't comprehend that he's an actual wide receiver on our team. And hopefully after today, I can 
fully see that. But as of right now, I don't have confidence in it. So I hope Jalen yeah. is great, but I'm taking the under. I, I'm kind of with you, Nick, on the part of, you know, where it's just J-Mo is, has been kind of forgotten about, honestly. It's just this team's been doing so good. Mm-hmm. We've seen Monty ball out, Cam Sutton ball out, a couple signings that guys weren't here last year. And it's like those are the guys that, you know, have our attention right now. And granted, J-Mo can capture everyone's attention within, you know, a snap of a fingers. It's mm-hmm. just, will he do it today? And I don't think so. I do think you're exactly right, Nick. Goff has that connection with Raymond, with Reynolds. He doesn't have it with J-Mo yet. I do I think we're going to see at least one forced pass where it's just like, throw it to him. Just give him a shot. Doesn't matter. And might be an incompletion, might be a 60-yard touchdown. But there will be one forced pass. I do think we will have one sort of designed look for him. And then I also think we're going to put him in motion, too. I think with what we saw Jameer Gibbs doing, kind of just moving around the field, just keeping the defenders on their toes, I think Ben Johnson's going to say, hey, even if we don't want you running you know, crazy routes or drawn up plays for you, just run around this backfield and get the get the defense's attention because they they can't not worry about him. And for anyone who doesn't like watch a lot of football or is just getting into football, um, when you move someone around in the line of scrimmage, or behind the line scrimmage like Gibbs or JMO in your case, you see Goff sees what that defense is sitting in. So he can see if that is a man coverage, if that is zone coverage. Now there's ways to disguise it as a defense, and you can have a man follow someone but still play a zone with a few men. Um, but most of the time, Goff is really good at understanding what that defense is in. And maybe not even just Goff. It could be Ben Johnson. We say Jared Goff because we don't know what's going on inside that helmet where Ben Johnson can talk to Goff up until 12 seconds left on that play clock. So we don't know what Ben Johnson's had on. But if, if we see Gibbs or JMO run across the field and we see someone follow him or just a couple people shift over, Goff should know, obviously. But again, it could just be Ben Johnson. It could be both just being like, okay, we see this. Now they are in zone coverage. No one followed JMO. Find the pocket. Make sure Laporter gets right into it and let's hit him. Or it's man. So now let JMO freaking run him on a streak and just airball it out there. So again, if you're new to football or if you're just learning, like tuning into football, that is why you do it. And that's why. It's it, it, it's the super smart thing to do is move Gibbs and move JMO around so you can see what type of defense you're up against. And if, if you play Madden, I recommend doing it the same way in Madden. Quick, quick. Uh, I, is Gibbs doubtful for this game? Yeah. I heard in the injury. He gone. Yeah, I'm pretty He's sure out, yeah, he got Gibbs, ruled out. Jameer Gibbs is not playing. He is not playing. Amon Ross St. Brown is not playing. Is He's, he's doubtful still or out? out? He is out. Out. Wouldn't Brian it be Brandt. the most shock value? Wouldn't it be the most shock value Ben Johnson move ever just to heavily employ Jameson Williams in this game? Like give him in rounds, give him slants, give him post routes, play action bombs. Just should, so many guys out. It just feels like yeah. One what? thing I will for sure call Cliff Raymond end around. I think we are absolutely, or maybe a touch pass, jet sweep, something like that. I think we're all going to be hoping it'll be the JMO end around, but it'll be Cliff swooping around, gain of 25, mm-hmm. solid as can be. He's done it before. And it's, I, I'll be curious to see who Goff kind of picks his main target to be because honestly, like we've seen both Cliff and Josh Reynolds step up as that number two to Amon Ross St. Brown. And 
it's it's been I honestly can't remember a game in recent, you know, last this year, last year at least, where Amon Ra was out and you know it was like Raymond and Reynolds, and it was Reynolds that dominated or something. So I'll be interesting to see uh, th- those two going forward, but I definitely think Raymond, um, he's he's a solid guy. I think he'll have some solid uh, fantasy upside as well, too. Along, uh, yeah, not so much on the fantasy upside, but an- another guy to keep your eye on is Antoine Green. He is, he's hungry, and there's been a lot of reports where he's ready, and I, I do think that we're going to see more Antoine Green. I bet J-Mo, I'm so curious on this Jameson Williams thing. First round pick. Trade it up to get him. You can't just like keep him. Adam, are you drinking a glass of milk right now? Always, That's yes. Solid, big, big milk That's fan. Solid. Vitamin D or two percent? I gotta know. Don't tell me. I, it's okay, so honest to God, damn. real quick, Nick. Sorry to cut you off. Um, I was like making myself a glass of milk, and I'm like, I can almost guarantee if I take a sip of this, one of them boys is gonna say something. <laughs> Be like, oh, there's twenty-six-year-old Adam sipping on a glass of milk. <laughs> milk was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. I know it's skim, Adam. Yeah, what kind of milk is it, bro? We gotta know. Uh, oh. Okay, okay. Whole milk is great. Whole My milk God. is great. That's what. Okay. All right. I don't even know what I was talking about. The milk, the glass of milk, <laughs> took me all off of what I was talking about. Let's go, JMO. That's what I was. And then Julius pounded. Was that a beer, Julius? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. 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 We just. Hey. It's like. It's like five thirty here. So I mean, <laughs> I'm getting ready. It's for five o'clock somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> exactly. It's beer thirty here, baby. Oh, that's hilarious. That is. Hey, awesome. no, but watch um, out for Laporta though. Laporta mm-hmm. might be the bomb that goes off in this game. Yeah. So yeah. boys, while we're talking Laporta, I, do I put look. this out into the Twitterverse, into my group chats, and now it's. It's inevitable, not going to hit. But if it does hit, it'll probably be one of the coolest things ever. I will get a Sam Laporta tattoo, a Sam Laporta jersey. And this is a bet. A little sprinkle, a little, little teeny tiny something, something. Sam Laporta, three touchdowns. Why three, you might be asking? Shane Zilstra scored three touchdowns against the Panthers last year. We're missing Amon Ra. We're missing Gibbs. Everyone's going to be all eyes on Monty. So if we could just... Get Monty down to that five-yard line. You can't tell me Goff won't want to bootleg it once for Laporta. Then Laporta breaks another one, so now he's got two. Once he's got those two, everyone's thinking, oh, let's give the rookie a special day. And Sam Laporta is a special enough tight end rookie to be able to, you know, get this done. A lot of times, rookie tight ends nah, can't really get three tight touchdown game but Laporta he has shown he's starting to get some chemistry with Goff he is elite he's got the tools and I think it happened and at plus 11,000 I think it's worth a dollar <laughs> I can see the dollar on it I'll I'll combat it you you brought up a really good point with us having Zilstra score three touchdowns last year I didn't even think about that but just going off of this year the Carolina Panthers have only allowed four passing touchdowns They've intercepted four times, only allowed four passing touchdowns in four games. That is one touchdown a game. They are one of 11 teams to a not allow a tight end to score a touchdown yet this year. Okay. <laughs> but that's that's meant to be broken. Washington hadn't either, yeah, and Cole Komet cool. scored a touchdown against them. However, they, are this, they have allowed the second most rushing touchdowns in the NFL with six so far through four games. Only... Only Denver has allowed more, and that's seven, and 
four or five of them came in one game against Miami. Carolina's the worst rushing defense there is. So if it gets to a point where we need to rely on Sam Laporta and not David Montgomery, then shit's gone sour, in my opinion. Montgomery needs to have like four touchdowns today. And not just for my five fantasy teams that are starting him. It's for the sake of the Lions team. So Monty for four touchdowns is my spicy call over Laporta for three. I like it. I like it. Uh, the inactives just came out. So also uh, Levi is inactive as well. Broderick Martin, another inactive. Which Has I he just... played yet this year? He hasn't played. He has not played a single snap. And we traded up in the third round to get him. Yeah, which okay. is weird. Just making sure I was right. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And this, you know what this tells me? Isaiah Bugs is here to stay, folks. And Dan Campbell is like, you know what? I messed up, but that's okay yeah. because we're three and one. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if he messed up. Maybe it was all just a strategical chest move. Like oh, we're going to sit bugs for two weeks and just rev his engine up. Poke the bear move. And poke the bear. Exactly. Genius. And that was genius. That's, that's really that's what like... it was. Genius. That is genius. Yes. Cause it poked him. <laughs> it sure did. He was <laughs> he pissed. Took the lions, he... he took he the just... lions off social media. Like he was yeah. just let. We also. James Mitchell inactive, so another tight end down. We're down to just Laporta or Brock Wright. Never know. Watch Brock Wright have three touchdowns. I would, I will cry. <laughs> that would be that that would be hilarious because Brock That's Wright was starting and then Shane Zilster was the one to get three touchdowns. I know, so. I know. Oh my gosh, don't say that. Anyways, that uh, let's talk about something else. Okay. Lion, first time being a seven point favorite or more since 2017 against the Packers and Brett Hundley. So just goes to show that Vegas hasn't really not respected the Lions, but like respected them to the point of where they expect them to put a beat down on the bad teams. And that's exactly where the Lions need to be. I think all the fans are just like, we don't want a seven point victory. We want a three point victory. We want a good old ass kicking double digits, just don't let the Panthers have any chance from start to finish what Michigan's been doing these last three weeks. I want to see something like that. And that will truly tell you who the Lions are. Now, don't get me wrong. If we do, you know, just win this game with three, five points, whatever, wins a win, and it's not going to be, you know, oh, Lions aren't for real. But we can show everyone something by just putting away a bad team. Yeah, Julius, you want to jump in before I get on it? Anything about the spread? Well, Adam, I think this is this this is where our defense shows up again, right? Because it's all this talk about how the defense has made this crazy change from last year. They they have the best run D in the league. Bryce Young is miniature; he's a rookie. I mean, their his weapons at his disposal are below average. This I need to see this defense use those things as facts. And shut down Carolina. I can understand the offense struggles a little bit with the injuries we're looking at. Although the offensive line is intact. I think all five starters are back together uh, for the first time since Kansas City with Vitae and uh, Taylor Decker. I expect us to control this game. I mean, it should not be close. (laughs) Even with the injuries. They proved this to me against Atlanta. When they had, I mean, the injury report, I remember the injury report was looking so drastic after we lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and we kind of doubted him. We was like, oh, man, Atlanta, no, I'm not doubting him. 
I'm not doubting Ben Johnson and Jared Goff this time in this offensive line. David Montgomery, Nick, you very, he might very well have four touchdowns. I am not even worried right now. Am I too confident? I don't know. I don't know. This is unseen territory for me, guys. <laughs> I have I have never been this confident about the Lions. And like it's so many these injuries, usually injuries are a reason. We're we're like, oh man, injury's gonna there it's gonna sink us. We have picked the Lions to lose in the past based off the injury report. Not today. I feel pretty confident right now. Okay. 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 So I am a little nervous of this game for for a couple reasons. Not even the injuries per se. Yes, obviously that doesn't help. But Detroit three and eight all time against Carolina, starting in 1999 all the way to now. Last time we won, we're up 20 to 13 as the clock winds down. Cam Newton scores a touchdown, 20 to 19. They go for two to win it with Ron Rivera, and they lose. <laughs> oh, nice. So we probably should have lost that game. We probably should have lost that game, but we didn't. We won. Carolina's just kind of got our number. Last year, we should have smoked them. Yeah, we played on a on a concrete turf. Whatever. Also, this is like a – right, Detroit, at least all my friends as we've been walking around all week, is this is a revenge game, right? This is just like Seattle. This is a revenge game. We want our revenge. I kind of think what people aren't thinking about – and I, I say this a lot on our podcast. you got to look off the field. Who's on the sidelines? Well, for Carolina – it's Deuce Staley. And Deuce Staley knows a lot about Detroit. And Deuce Staley knows a lot about Ben Johnson. And Deuce Staley knows a lot about Dan Campbell. And Deuce Staley knows a shit ton about Aaron Glenn. Okay. This isn't just the Carolina Panthers versus the Detroit Lions. This is Deuce Staley coming back to the team that he didn't just, he wasn't like kicked out of or anything, but he left and knows a lot about our coaching and our play calling and our players and how they run. Now, not Montgomery. He wasn't there when, you know, I mean, there's a few players that weren't there while Deuce was here last year. But for the most part, a lot of these players, like Aiden Hutchinson and Charles Harris and all this, Deuce Staley has seen how to combat them, how to fight them, how to go against them, how to go against the grain. I do not think Deuce Staley has Miles Sanders rushed for 165 yards and Chuba Hubbard for another 125 again. I don't think we're going to see that this year. But I do think that Deuce Staley knows a lot more about this offense than any of us do. I think he knows a lot more about this offense than any of the any of the other NFL teams do. I think he knows more about our defense than any other NFL teams do because him and Aaron Glenn, we saw in hard knocks, went toe-to-toe every day in practice and would talk shit about it. And it's going to be a great sighting. It's going to be a great scene. You're going to see him hugging all, everyone on the sidelines before the game and whatnot. We have to remember that. And this and the NFL. I called up to 97-1, okay? And 97-1 was talking about, is Jared Goff the man? I was okay. listening to that. Yeah, put a ring on it when they're asking you guys. Yes. So I called up. It was about 4.45, 4.30 in the afternoon on Friday or Thursday, whatever day it was. I think it was Thursday. And I, I was the devil's advocate. And I said, listen, does Jared Goff kind of remind you of Matt Ryan? When Matt Ryan won a, went to a Super Bowl and won MVP – he had Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator. Kyle left, and Matt Ryan was never the same. Matt Ryan was never an MVP player before him. He was really good, but never an MVP player before Kyle Shanahan. Is Ben Johnson that to Jared Goff? Okay, and if he is, is Deuce Staley right there with Ben Johnson for Jared Goff? Meaning Deuce Staley knows so much about offense and how to stop Jared Goff because he knows how to help him win. This is a 
this could be a brutal game. I, when we get to our final score predictions, I have a two-point game. I have the Lions winning by two points. And and it's going to be a fucking nerve-wracking You are game. giving Deuce Staley the most credit. If you think I think Deuce Staley deserves can, that credit. I no. truly do. But Ben Johnson, at the same time, there's no way Ben Johnson is not going to derive a game plan of course. that could counter Deuce Staley. Of course. Of course. Of course. He's going to do everything he can. But Deuce Staley's there. DJ Shark is there. Like, these are guys that know how the line – and that's how you win. That's honestly, in my opinion, the reason why the Cowboys went and traded for Trey Lance wasn't to have a third-string quarterback. It was so that this Sunday night – I swear to God, I believe this is the reason why they traded him. This Sunday night, Trey Lance could give them all – because they know, and just like every NFC team knows, the NFC runs through San Francisco. You are going to have to win at San Francisco to beat them, to, to win the NFC. You just have to. It doesn't matter if it's Brock Purdy or Adam Stark at freaking quarterback for the Niners. They go in to the NFC Championship game at home. And so I think that Jerry Jones knew that and wanted as every edge he could get traded for Trey Lance, a fourth-round pick, traded for Trey Lance, and had, I bet the Cowboys beat the Niners. I truly do. And I truly believe that because, guys, it's not just about on the field. It's about the sidelines. It's about the preparation. And we're the best at, and we're gonna win. I don't don't think I have us losing, but I think it's gonna be a lot flipping closer than we think. I just, I truly do. I truly no do. chance. It's within seven points. I think the Lions stomp the crap out of the Panthers. Deuce Staley was a running backs coach. I don't think he brings he was the much. assistant head coach. He was the assistant head. Hey, coach. That's true. All right, all right. I don't. Well, either way, I just don't think that he's like. Here's the secrets. Here's how we're gonna beat him. Don't think that. No. And also another person who you're missing, who I'll play devil's advocate against myself, Todd Walsh also left, our defensive line coach. So I get what you're saying, but I just don't feel like there's ever been a time where, I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but where like an ex- Head coach or assistant was like, oh man, they had what? you know that was Matt Patricia against Bill Belichick. That was Eric Man Mangini against Bill Belichick. Like we've seen, we've seen the 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 young like I don't know. I'm telling you let guys, tell you, I'm glad you, you guys are making me like not think it. So I like it. What the Panthers' problem in this game is what we just talked about. What I just said is not going to be a problem for the Lions. Injuries. Their secondary is decimated. They don't got J.C. Horn. They don't got Xavier Woods. They missed some check Lawson at uh at linebacker. That's really good. They pretty much got Brian Burns on the defensive line. I think Brian Burns and 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 what's the kid they they drafted? Derek Brown. Brown. Derek Brown. That's what they're bringing. God, do you guys remember our first podcast? I believe one of our first podcasts. I wanted Derek Brown so bad. Honestly, probably still would have been better than Okuda. I don't think they got the tools to stop Jared Goff and Ben Johnson. I agree. That's why I think we win, but I think it's a lot closer than everyone thinks. And then also, even if Deuce Staley says, here's the playbook, here's here's all their entire plays, how do they stop us from running a wham every single play? Right, just right. Down there, it's like right. there's sometimes where just talent – overpowers and i do think we're in this certain situation and i know a lot of people like to you know to trap game trap game and also a little side tangent the dolphins very similar game with the giants they're getting like minus 12 and a half which is tons of points but i just think they're just so much more talented that it'll just 
turn quick. And once it turns with teams that are bad, there's no coming back. And I think that's how it's going to be with the Lions and a rookie quarterback, Bryce Young, too. So, uh, Have you guys seen the last time we played rookie quarterbacks? Now, that's old school Lions. I get it. But it's just something else I can't, to think about. Kyler who, Murray, Sam Darnold, Matt Ryan, all of them shredded the Lions with a rookie game, a rookie season against us. I don't know. It's different. It's not Matt Patricia's team. It's not Jim Caldwell's team. What, Julius? I think you're muted. He's muted. He's muted. He's muted. <laughs> that's that's so well. Yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> right. You're right. You're right. Oh, it's not BNL. And now, this is okay, BNL. real quick, Julius, Dante Jackson, another cornerback for the Panthers has just been ruled out. So they're down three uh, defensive backs. Starters. That's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. I like that. I like that. I like Can they get combat they us being they out Amonra St. Brown? Yeah. What'd you say, Nick? I said that combats us being down on Red St. Brown. The, the I thought you asked a question, and I was like, do you ask oh, a question? No. <laughs> no, just some awkward silence. That's what we love on the show. <laughs> um, But, no, I do think the Lions are just going to run away with this game. I think we're going to show the fans that this team, we're special, and we're ready to contend, and we're ready to, you know, show that we're – contenders i guess um also another person making their debut emmanuel mosley is mm. set to make his lions debut so that'll be cool he was out four weeks we kind of expected that and also a little tidbit i don't know if you guys knew this um shout out lions fan report they tweeted this cam sutton and emmanuel mosley were teammates for the tennessee vols in uh college so those boys are getting teamed up back to each other so who knows if they have some chemistry that None of these Lions fans knew about because, you know, one was a 49er, one was a Steeler, you know, and now they're brought back to Detroit. And so let's let's see what happens there. So ultimately, I think the, the defensive secondary is going to be buzzing. Iffy has been stepping up immensely. I think we're just going to give hell to Bryce Young. I hope so. I want to change this. And I want to get I'm going to get back to E-Man, as Dan Campbell likes to call him. But let's take a comment from the viewers right now. <laughs> So we got, all right, boys, give me your take. Both my flex guys are on a bye for fantasy football, and Amon Ra is out for me. Am I foolish for flexing Leaf, Khalif Raymond, over Dalvin Cook and Alan Lazard? Both play for the Jets. Um, I don't think you're crazy. I would, I'll start this answer. I would take Leaf without ASB and a JMO that we just don't know about over Delvin Cook, where Brees is finally freed. They're saying he's no longer on a snap count. And Alan Zard, who's got Zach Wilson throwing to him, where I know he looked all right against Kansas City, but he's still Zach Wilson. He sucks. Give me Leaf over these three, over the, the other two, and we'll come back to it next week to see if we were I was right. But what do you guys say? I agree. Um, that's my buddy John. I've been telling Cleef was probably a smart play. Delvin Cook has just, like, been phased out ever since once Rogers went down, Dalvin cook pretty much went down mm -hmm. and they just are, are finally trying something else saying, Hey, if we hand the ball off to Brees, you know, 20 times, instead of splitting these guys up, we'll probably get a little more out of Brees. And I think that's what they're going to do. Um, also, um, Alan Lazard hasn't really shown a lot. It's kind of Garrett Wilson's team if they need a big play, a big moment. I know there has been a few plays where they have found Lazard just kind of open in the flat, but I like Cliff. I think he's got the same amount of, you know, floor as Alan Lazard. 
but I think he's got a higher ceiling. I think we could, we've seen the flea flickers, him going deep. Honestly, he could return a punt too. So there's that. Um, he just kind of does it all. And there's different ways for him to, you know, get touches and be able to rack up those yards. Julius. That's excellent analysis, Adam. You're a fantasy guru. I would trust your judgment, but also for what it's worth, John, I'm starting him this week in Dynasty too. So I really like his ceiling, especially with the uh the 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 injury to Amon Ra. Khalif does most of his damage from the slot, same as Amon Ra St. Brown. So he has to be next guy up, I would imagine. You're gonna yep. see some production there this week. Agreed. Also, shout out my little brother, Travis, watching the game from St. Ignace today up in the UP area. So that is really cool. That'll be fun to watch. Except it's freezing here. How is it in Germany? Because it is freezing here in Michigan. It's not bad. It's like in the 50s. This is ah, that's what it is here, but that's freezing to me. That's It's <laughs> fucking cold, dude. It's Michigan not and Germany is on the same uh, yeah. latitude. Yeah, right. so we have similar temps all year. It is tough. It is tough. No problem, John. All right. And then I want to get back to E-Man real quick. Um, we were talking about Manuel Mosley making his debut. Is it spicy to say, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't care. Give me Jerry Jacobs. Give me Jerry Jacobs at cornerback too. Yes, I want One to good game. game does not weigh. Two good games. Two good games. Two good games. He picked himself up against that. Uh, uh, he had a bad day against Seattle. Atlanta, he came through in a big clutch. Ain't nobody throwing on him. Two picks against Jordan Love. The dude found himself. Why would you be like, man, you just had two interceptions? Great. Can you ride the bench? <laughs> Who does that? Like, why would you ever think about doing that? Let or a Jay guy coming play. off the injury. Uh, to a guy who tore his ACL and is coming off injury, hasn't played in a year. Let Emmanuel Mosley play half of the amount of snaps you're going to let Jamison Williams play. However many snaps that is. That's how much snaps I want Emmanuel Mosley to be in. Half the amount of snaps that, that JMO's in for. And I really don't care about Emmanuel Mosley. I never have. I didn't think in the signing, when we signed him, I was like, this guy's going to change. Like Cam Sutton, I was like, this is our cornerback one. This is Sutton Island. And he has proved it. Mosley, I have never, ever, ever was like, oh, yeah. I really think he was just a really good cornerback because he was on San Fran's defense who is an amazing defense and has a great line and makes cornerbacks better and that's what our line's doing and that's why our cornerbacks have been better now that we've been getting home uh the last two games the first two games when we weren't getting home our cornerbacks were getting burned a little bit now that we're getting home we're starting to see our cornerbacks play better give me Jerry Jacobs all day every day I do not care about his previous games at all I don't care about Thursday's game his two picks I really don't Jerry Jacobs has proved himself year in and year out now that he is our guy. Got injured, came back, fought it, had a bad game, deleted social media, came back, fought it. He's looked adversity in the eye multiple times, undrafted, and he has proved himself. And to me, a grit player is a guy who can look adversity in the eye daily, daily, and come back and play your best. That's why I like Isaiah Bugs. That's why I loved him as my number one re-signed this offseason. And that's why I like Jerry Jacobs. I'm ready to see Seatbelt Gang continue to fire up this week. And Emmanuel Mosley, get a couple plays, make something sweet. I don't know. Just get a couple passes. Don't let anything big buy you. That's all I care about, E-Man. Julius, any thoughts on E-Man? You, you explained it beautifully, Nick. I, I agree with you on all of that. <laughs> I mean, if, if you, you being real, Jer Jerry Jacobs, he is grit. You know what I'm saying? He's that player that, that's part of his culture. I'm perfectly fine with him. I should have never doubted him after he got burned against uh, Seattle. Players have off games like that. So uh, you're exactly right. Don't rush him, E-Man back. 
if he works out, great. Go Brad Holmes. If not, we're good. Yep, exactly. I agree. Uh, I do think he will be a little bit more impactful. Probably not the first, you know, couple-ish weeks. But down, like, the stretch, I think, like, we're going to see a point of, like, C.J. Gerter Johnson could be returning by, you know, week 16. Emmanuel Mosley playing very good. Jerry Jacobs falling out. And we're just slowly getting healthier. Everyone's coming into their own. And it's just the Lions have a six-game lead in the North. And things are going great. But uh, keys to victory, boys. I think there's a bunch of different keys where you could take to get this victory. Mine, one turnover or less. I think if we have one turnover or less, there's no way we're going to win this. or no way we're going to lose this game. I think the only way we do lose is if we see some sort of, you know, turnover explosion, just lots of turnovers for the lions. I don't think that will happen though. And then secondly, pressuring the quarterback. If we can rattle Bryce young, make him feel uncomfortable. Aiden Hutchinson, you get in there, uh, get a sack. Aiden Hutchinson also, I believe minus two, two Oh five to get a sack today. So Vegas definitely expect him to get one. And then finally, Pound the ball with Montgomery. We did it last week. It was easy as pie. You know, we just handed it off to him 32 freaking times against a, Probably a better, uh, yeah, better team. You're, no, I thought the, the Packers did play the Panthers once, but they didn't. Um, uh, regardless, the Packers are probably a better team, and the Lions, you know, we just hammered it down their throats, and I think that's what we got to do again. But we do want to go Sam Laporta three touchdowns. Post. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Julius, for reference, last Thursday, um, you it was way late, so you weren't on the show. It was me and Adam doing a pregame for the uh, Green Bay Packers, and I believe we both, I believe I said it, but I definitely remember Adam saying no turnovers, right? That's key one to victory. And then the first drive, three plays in, Jared Goff throws a pick. And the only thing I could think about when I saw that pick was shit. They're not, they didn't listen to our keys to victory, dude. So I love that Adam understood it, adapted, and has moved it to one turnover. All right, you can have one turnover. No more than that, though. No That's it. One. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what happened last game. I mean, didn't we just have the one the one turnover and yeah, yeah. that's all you get, Goff. That's all you get. Um, I got three keys to victory, and all three keys are player names. First and foremost, David Montgomery. That's your key to victory. I don't even really need to list anyone else. That's your key to victory. I want 67 touches for 412 yards and 13 touchdowns. That's what I'm looking for out of Montgomery. But if I had to pick two more, Ali McNeil. Had a big game against Green Bay, and he needs to continue to have these big games. He was kind of lost in the shuffle over the first couple games. We actually really needed, like, bugs and stuff. But I think Aleem has come – had a big breakout game last week and will continue to do so. And we know that Bryce Young sucks, so we know that they're going to run the ball with Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard, also because that is how they beat us last year. Um, so they know they're going to try to do that. Aleem McNeil needs to be amazing. And my last guy uh, might be a little bit – I, now, again, last Thursday, Julius, uh, I, I threw out a very spicy take to Adam, and I said Ify Melifanwu would have two interceptions. I was wrong because it was Jerry Jacobs, but I knew I knew that Jordan Love was going to be airballing it out and we were going to get two picks, right? I called Ify, it ended up being Jacobs. This week, I'm going to call out another secondary player, not for picks, but big fucking hits. Hit stick Tracy Walker. That's what I'm going to start calling this dude because he has laid the hit stick down week after week and since returning. I think he's played in two weeks. 
Yeah, he's played in two weeks, and he laid down big hits in both of those weeks. I think he continues to do the same, and I bet Tracy Walker forces a fumble to Adam Thielen or, or Thielen or Jonathan Mingo after they catch a ball over the middle. Tracy Walker's going to hit him, and he's going to be our, our third impact player. So I got Monty, Aleem, and Tracy Walker as my three keys to victory. Love it. Real quick, Julius, uh, before you get in, he's playing some Madden last night, Nick, and this could maybe be a little like uh, seeing into the future moment I had. Tracy Walker on my franchise mode. I wasn't playing the Panthers. I was playing the Ravens. Absolutely lit up. I think it was OBJ. Absolutely lit up OBJ. Fumble, scoop and score, Kirby Joseph touchdown. Yep. So right when you said that big hit, that play, I was like, oh, you know what? He did just have a big hit for me. <laughs> I'm telling you. No. It's not a prediction. It's a guarantee. Julius, what do you got for keys to victory? Keys to victory for me will line domination by the Lions. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, all five starters, including Vitae, are back and healthy to go in this game, and I expect them to dominate. And uh, I think that's going to propel them to victory. My second key to the game, X-Factor, watch out. Julian Okwara is activated. I think he could be a guy that just adds on to the to the tension already the Lions have already caused. So uh, look out for Julian Okwara. He had three sacks in the preseason before he went down with an injury, but He's always a guy. I remember when he was back in Notre Dame, you know, and the Lions picked him. I thought that was a great Bob Quinn. It was a it was a Bob Quinn pick, right? Yes. I thought it was one of his great picks, uh, other than the injury history, which is we are all seeing. But my last key to victory, Riley Patterson, don't miss any field goals. Mm. <laughs> I'm always I'm always thinking about Riley Patterson because one of these days it's gonna be like 56 yarder for the win. You know, oh. and I want to see the brighter side of that. And, you know, maybe maybe that happens today in Carolina. So special teams always important. Go Lions. Are we not doing our, our, our scores yet, right? Not yet. Not yet. Not so, well. Those are my three keys. Okay. Well, let's get there then, boys. I'll start off first. I think we are going to see a good old butt whooping. I'm not sure what, how many points we'll put up. The over-under, I believe, is set at – hold on. It, oh, God. I think it's 43 and a half, but I know maybe it's a little higher than that. Four, you know, it was 43 and a half, which seems a little low, but we did just, you know, put a nice old 20 to 6 beat down on the Falcons at home, uh, same division. And I kind of see something similar with, with, you know, the Panthers game. I think we're going to see 24 to 9. I think the Panthers will get one lucky optimal field position field goal and then the other two will just come in garbage time or just meaningless time 24 9 okay julius uh i also believe that this game will be dominated by the lions on the scoreboard i don't even want to give you know what i'm going lions 38 panthers 6 all right so Back in May, we did a we did a season preview, schedule preview. After week four, I had the Lions being two and two. They are not. Adam had the Lions being four and zero. Oh. They are not. Julius had the Lions three and one. They are. Carolina game. Adam had predicted us to win to go to five and zero, oh, twenty one to seventeen. Not the case today. 
Julius had predicted the Lions to win to go to four and one, 28 to seven. He stands pretty close to what he w- believed. And I also stand pretty close. My final score prediction on the paper in May was 21 20 Lions. Now my prediction is 24 22 Lions. No, I'm sorry. What did I just say? 26 24. Sorry. 26 24 Lions. Um, I 26 24. I do think this game is closer than we think. Um, I do hope that Julius is absolutely right and we win 38 to 6. And I can't wait to watch this game because we're going to win. And if we win and we go forward one, boys, <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. I'm going to be freaking out. I'm going to be freaking out. I agree. Four and one. Uh, and then we'll have, I believe, Tampa Bay that following week. But Flex Tampa game. Bay? Wait, what was that, Nick? Flex game. That's right. Flex game. Yes. Also, the four o'clock, the one yeah. where they're like, hey, Julius. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Julius, uh, that that one will that's be exactly what the, that's exactly that what was... happened, Adam. That's yeah, exactly what but happened. we were talking about this before. The Lions has similar situation Thursday night football, late night for Julius, like three in the morning or whatever. And the Lions went up big, had a nice old like 24 or 24 20... 3 24 3 halftime, yeah, 24 3 halftime lead, yeah. And and so, uh, they were like, Julius, you go, you go sleep now. Same thing next week. Baker is just going to return to being a Baker, and he's going to have two interceptions. Mike Evans' hammy's still going to be bothering him because he's an old man. Chris Godwin's going to be shut down the slot by Jerry Jacobs, and they're not going to be able to have a run game, and the Lions are just going to dominate first half and allow Julius to be in bed by, like, 132? That's not too bad. <laughs> that's that's my normal not side. crazy, crazy. but... That's my normal <laughs> I watched the whole the whole Packer game because it's just great watching the Lions destroy the Packers in Green Bay every second of it. However, I, I'm starting like if if they do what I think they're going to do against Carolina and then Tampa, you know, it start to look ugly as well. I might just you know say, oh, thanks, thank you, uh, Detroit Lions. You're my favorite team in the world. I shall go to sleep in the middle of the night right now. <laughs> I will rest easy tonight. Uh, two things, real quick. When we play Baker, make sure I predict the Lions to win by 13 points so I can say we win by a Baker's dozen, please. That sounds great, and I want to be able to do that next week, that so remind me. Such a oh, The Lions need that to put the newspapers. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, number two, I didn't get to recap the Lions-Packers game with you guys. I was off um, that show. Can we bring up one thing about that show before we end this? I know we've been talking all about Carolina. I just want to go back 10 days ago. Of course. Anytime. Talk about the Packers beatdowns. Good time. What the fuck happened where you cannot review the end of a quarter before a ball is snapped? Tennis. Tennis. You can review where a ball hits to a freaking team. Okay. Hockey. You The score happens. They go back. They look at it. No, no goal or goal. Basketball, we see it daily that someone's shooting it right before the buzzer and they need to make sure that it went off before the buzzer. Why is the NFL never adapted a, a, a rule where you, not you, you don't have to challenge right? the The refs just are like, let's see if that snap was was put off before the clock runs up. How, how is the NFL so archaic in some things and yet so modernized in some other things? It makes zero sense to me. And and I hope they change this rule, right? I really do. And I hope it's because of the Lions because this should never 
fucking happen again. I couldn't believe, and you knew, you knew, as soon as he hiked that ball with zero seconds on the clock and, oh, and yeah. Love loaded up, you knew that ball was a catch. You knew it. You knew it. And all I could think about was SOL. Luckily, we pulled out the win. But isn't that crazy? I bet you guys talked about it, but I'm, I didn't get to talk about it with you guys. So, like, I want to hear your thoughts again. We talked Wasn't about it. that crazy? If the Lions lost that game, it would have been the talk of the town. It would have just broke broke the Lions. We would have been in such a pit of despair. But we are not the SOL Lions. We can now beat the Packers and the refs. And the refs. Oh. That was refs. That was all you all we saw in that game was classic NFL Packer bias. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing it for years, mm-hmm. but the Lions are, are are so good now they overcome it. Yes, which is weird, right? I don't even know how to comprehend that, but you're right. So, and the I other crazy to- part is this happened last year too with a field goal where Justin Tucker set the record kicking a 65 yarder where the clock did expire. We had freaking um, Mike Pierre or whoever the ref expert come on and say, "Oh no." Uh, the clock should have been at zero. This actually should have been a delay, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, this isn't stuff where it's, it, you know, impacts, I guess it does impact the game, but it's, it, you can go look at the review to find the actual 100% without a doubt answer. You don't have to go off of like ref judgment. And these are little things where it's like, NFL, what are you doing? And it, it makes me think like, is there another stupid ass loophole where the Lions are? Oh, he lateral it backwards twenty yards, so it becomes a blah blah blah, you know, and it's just some stupid penalty where you're like, wait, we'll find how it. Is this not review- how is this not? This isn't a flag or like, you know, the the coach will you know bump into the ref or something, but since he's a coach, he can't get ejected. Some stupid like that where it's like, how is this even? a thing in the NFL. So Lions are yet again, going to get another rule change passed in the off season. They always do, but at least we got the similar to like when you're, I don't know if you ever look up like weird laws, right? Like every state has this really weird law, like in Alabama, if you're a single lady walking on the sidewalk, you can get thrown in jail. I don't know. It's like something that was put in place in like 1700, 1780 something. And they just, you know, eh, no one really pays attention to it. We won't really bother with it. We won't change it because no one fucking cares until you go to court about it. And then they're like, well, we got to uphand it because it's the law. Why are we so archaic? The NFL, go look at these rules and be like, you can challenge if that ball touches a blade of grass. And it's a catch or not. But don't you dare challenge if that clock hit zero before that ball was snapped. Like, what? Who? How is that even? A, I don't know. I just, I want you know to talk to you. Know what Exact same thing. And ironically, it's the Lions. Challenging a play that was already going to be reviewed. Yeah. Jim Schwartz threw the challenge flag out. Oh, no. This was already going to be reviewed. So guess what? We can't review it now. Like, how <laughs> yep. is that a thing? And it just stands. How yes. is that a thing? Like, I don't know. I just wanted to rant about that a little bit, guys. I appreciate it. Glad you brought it up, though, Nick. So it, it's just typical Lions, but not typical Lions. Not anymore. Yeah. But yeah. as always, boys, um, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Hopefully, we'll be able to get one, two, or three of us on for a little recap show maybe Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll post on Twitter. Keep your eyes peeled. But if you're on Twitter right now, go pick, 
peep our pinned tweet. We got a JMO Wilson. <laughs> Nick's going crazy right now. I love it. We got JMO Wilson. Um, JMO Williams. Wilson. Uh, JMO Williams. Free JMO. Um, if he scores the first touchdown of the game, we are giving away a Lions jersey or $100 cash to someone that likes or favorites the tweets, the pin tweets. So go check that out right now. You never know with JMO. He could do it. All it takes is one play. And without Amon Ra, this guy's the limit with this guy. As always, checks out on Twitter at Honolulu Blues underscore. Check Julius out at the fifth top. Nick out at Nick Faber NFL and myself at Everyday FFB. As mm. always, boys, go, go Lions! Go Lions!